Hey, this is Nate Chenan from Jazz United, and I'm happy to tell you that we collaborated recently with The Checkout and A Noise from the Deep to come together and celebrate Other Worlds, a new album by the quintet Sound Prince, co-led by saxophonist Joe Lovano and trumpeter Dave Douglas. I hosted a listening party where the entire band talked about their influences, where they got their name, and their collective interest in space travel. Take a listen at WBGO.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Jazz United. My name is Nate Chenen. I'm the editorial director at WBGO. And this is Greg Bryant, host of Jazz After Hours on member-supported WBGO. Hey, tis the season, right? Here we are. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Here we go. You know, we're rounding the corner. And mm-hmm. and maybe you've noticed that uh, the, the holidays are upon us. Um, I know that every year we say it comes earlier every year. But this yeah, year, it, it really has. Yeah, it has. Uh, <laughs> and here we are. Uh, here we are talking about the holidays. Greg, you're shaking your head. I'm sure nodding am. my eyes. Uh, so, you know, we, we just want to devote this episode to uh, to Christmas music, holiday music. Um, just get folks into the spirit and uh, and reflect on on our relationship with Christmas jazz. Um, so, Greg, are, are mm-hmm. you feeling uh, are, are you feeling the spirit this year? Oh man, it, it it always comes too early. It always comes too <laughs> early, and it's early and earlier. Just as you've said, I don't know, man. I'm not the Christmas music guy. And when you said you wanted to do this episode, I was like, oh man, here we go. But we should because you know everybody is not necessarily you know ho ho ho. There are some Grinches among us, uh, even though the se- the season can be extremely warm and, and joyous musically. It can be a bit monotoned as well. This, so this here is we crazy. Are. This is this is some crazy talk from my co-host, mm. Greg. I, I have to say though, you're you're the person who recommended that we start this show with a a recent Christmas classic, mm-hmm. the Keith Jarrett Trio, performing "Santa Claus is Coming to Town," at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, uh, in a in a comeback concert. Um, yeah. That was released uh, on the album After the Fall. What do you what do you have to say about this track? Because it's it's a Christmas song that appears on a non Christmas album. Exactly right. Which is the point. Uh, I really don't get seasonal music, and these guys pulled out a seasonal classic and made it a true evergreen, just like it was a songbook classic. Uh, of course, uh, we should point out Bill Evans. You know, did his very unique spin in the '60s, but. With Jack with, the, with the subject of our previous uh, episode, Paul Motion exactly. on drums. Exactly right. Exactly right. Folks, check that out if you haven't heard it. We had a great chat on Paul last time. But man, I tell you, the Dijonet beat on this version uh-huh. yep. is all about it. I can see, you know, the mythical Santa Claus, maybe not in a sleigh, but perhaps uh, a 64 Impala Chevy uh, <laughs> with, with the right rims. You know, it's all the imagery that you need for the hippest uh, Santa excursion, indeed. So here's what puzzles me, man. Um, you, I feel like you have all of the the makings of somebody who would really appreciate like the the hip 
Christmas jazz tradition. And there's so many hip Christmas jazz albums, you know, whether you talk about uh, Jimmy Smith, um, you know, or Kenny Burrell, um, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's a lot of like really cool spins on, on the holiday songbook. And it would seem to me if, if I didn't know better that you'd be all about it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's kind of like going to the jam session when, you know, every week they call all of me and autumn leaves, you know, there's this finite, you know, book of songs that, you know, for the past at least 80 years, we've been trying to reimagine and recook up. And it's just kind of time for some new material, you know, but sometimes the new songs that are very good for whatever reason, don't often catch on. There's not that peer to peer exchange of you know this new language but Mm -hmm. um maybe that's some of the uh dichotomy of this whole situation around the holiday sounds but you in turn are very enthused about holiday sounds and i'm sure in the chinin household (laughs) there's gonna be some of that yeah well i am on the record as uh as you know basically like a a a full-blown will ferrell style Christmas elf <laughs> when it comes to holiday music. My family right. takes holiday music very seriously. And um, basically from uh, Thanksgiving weekend on, which is when we will also, you know, every year get our tree. Um, we, you know, there's no, there's no turning back. Uh, it basically, our, our stereo system basically gets commandeered. Uh, and it's, it's not all jazz, you know, there's a lot of other stuff on there, but it's, it's basically like, holiday music from there right up until, you know, uh, boxing day. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe we, before we go further, uh, let me, let me just say that there are always new additions to this, this collection. Um, but we, we, we have a special place in the rotation for some classics and there is nothing more classic than Ella Fitzgerald's 1960 album, Ella wishes you a swinging Christmas. And as I speak, I'm, I'm holding a new reissue of this album that Verve put out uh, on its Acoustic Sounds series. Um, you know, and, and for you vinyl fans, uh, this is, you know, Verve's answer to the Blue Note Tone Poet series. Uh, it's, you know, audiophile, uh, 180 gram remastered, you know, really beautiful packaging. Um, so I'm excited cause I have this, this new copy that I'll be spinning this year. Um, but you know, uh, what can you say about this album? I mean, Greg, even you have to give it up for Ella wishes you a swinging Christmas. Come on. Hey man, <clears throat> I love Ella. She's the first lady of song. One of my very favorite vocalists of all time. Can't put any shade on the album, but, uh, it's just not in my collection, man. You know, oh it, 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 it's just not. But uh, I think now is a good time to hear some of that, Nate. If you had to pick your favorite track mm. of many, what would it be? It's tough. It's that's that's a tough one. Uh, I'm still just like I can't get over Greg. I I feel like I have to get you a copy of this uh, <laughs> this year. You, you you need you need this. Uh, I, I I gotta wear you down, man. Uh, okay. If Ella can't do it. I don't know who can. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe let's let's hear a. Uh, a little bit of sleigh ride. We're gliding along with the song of a wintry fairyland. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy cozy are we? We're snuggled up 
together like two birds of a feather would be. Let's take that road before us and sing a chorus or two. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Sleigh Ride by the First Lady of Song, Ella Fitzgerald, on her Swingin' Christmas album on the Verve label. Nate Chenin's pick today on our holiday episode, uh, classic album choice. I gotta um, say too that that mm-hmm. that tune has it also has a really excellent version by Harry Connick Jr. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, more contemporary entries to the uh, the pantheon. Um, uh, Harry did a, a really amazing big band arrangement of that tune. Um, so I got I got a shout out Harry Connick as well. Um, but Greg, okay. Mm-hmm. I have to ask whether this um, uh, ambivalence edging toward uh, hostility mm-hmm. <laughs> around holiday jazz, does it apply elsewhere to your observances of the season? Like, are you are you kind of like a reluctant holiday person, uh, you know, come Christmas time or, or is it really just the, the musical side where you're dragging your feet a little? I have no um distaste for the for the holiday there have been so many memories throughout the years from of course you know from a little kid even to adulthood that i cherish and remember and even look forward to but um yeah man it's something about the the monochromatic you know vibe of the 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 catalog that just doesn't really get me and i have a few songs um that i definitely appreciate uh, in our household, it will definitely be uh, Dara blasting the classics from Mel Torme and Nat Cole, of course. Uh, maybe some Ella. Um, in, I guess, the last 30 years, probably her favorite Christmas album is the Mariah Carey one, which has it's some brilliant so good. It's and, so good. brilliant arranging on that album. Um, yeah. But I have to say, if I had to pick just one classic album, um, it would probably be Holiday Soul from the pianist Bobby Timmons uh, Mm. from 1964. This one is one, folks, that is kind of harder to find. You may have to go on eBay to get an original copy for it and fork over some uh, uh, a nice amount of ducats, let's say. (laughs) But honestly, you can find it on Spotify if you're in for a quick listen. Um, in, In 1964, Prestige Records released two holiday albums. I'm hard pressed to find. Uh, very many more that they released in the 60s. I don't know if that's because Bob Weinstock wasn't a fan, but he definitely wanted to capitalize on uh, the economic aspect of of holiday records. And he pulled in Bobby Timmons and also the organist Don Patterson. Both of their albums were called Holiday Soul, very unoriginal. But in the Bobby Timmons case, um, the first track um, is one of the best Bobby Timmons performances on record. It's Deck the Halls. And as you'll hear, we'll play a clip of it now for you. Uh, Butch Warren is on bass here. Walter Perkins is the drummer. After the head, Bobby just goes and does his thing over a two-minute-long vamp that could as easily been a Bobby Timmons original. <laughs> Isn't really about the tune. It's about BT. <laughs> and you can hear him pushing against uh, Walter Perkins' drums yeah. in this amazing uh, uh, tug-of-war that isn't so much um, uh, rivalry musically as it is just you know a hip exchange to say, hey man, we're making some holiday money. We don't care what we're playing. Let's just have a good time. <laughs> Let's hear that.
Bobby Timmons trio, Holiday Soul. The tune is Deck the Halls uh, from 1964. And I-, I love, Greg, that the thing you like about this is that you forget that it's a holiday song. That's right. <laughs> there you um, go. You're like, okay, this could be any tune. And that's actually a, a, a plus for you. Mm-hmm. I'm still so puzzled. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go with it, but you know, here's, here's the thing I want to pose to you as a mm-hmm. pushback. Um, you know, you talk about kind of the, the, you know, this book of tunes that is, that is sort of de rigueur, you know, and, and how that's kind of, it, it ends up being monotonous. One thing that's been really interesting to me is to look at the pop landscape and, and see, you know, um, so many um, contemporary artists, you know, whether it's uh, someone like John Legend or, you know, Kelly Clarkson or whoever you, you want to name, you know, they at some point they're going to put out a Christmas album, right? Right. And most of them uh, will include some of these tunes. And for some of them who, uh, you know, wh- whose music is in, in a real sort of pop lane, these Christmas albums may mark the only time that you get to hear them navigating complex chord progressions. Good point. <laughs> you that's know, a good point. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, um, and that's you know that's not true for John Legend, and it's it's not true for for some others. But but I, I've always been sort of interested in this idea that like, oh, oh, Justin Bieber's going to sing, you know, uh, you know, the Christmas song. Oh, well, we're going to get to hear him like actually navigate a chord progression. Right. Um, and so I don't know. I, I, to me, at a time when um, popular music has kind of moved on from the idea of like standards, the, you know, yeah. um, the Christmas catalog is really the only opportunity we have as a culture to, to sort of come together around a book of tunes that everybody knows. And so to me, there, there's something really reassuring about that, um, you know, and, and also an opportunity to give it up uh, to songwriters like Mel Torme and, Mm -hmm. you know, Richard Rogers and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, What do you say to that? No, that's a great point. Um, And many uh, progressions uh, during the season are very interesting and do yield treasures uh, again and again, especially, you know, when you attempt to play them, Um, you know, for the umpteenth holiday party, I remember uh, examining Vince Guaraldi's uh, Christmas Time is Here and yeah. just marveling at the wonderful movement uh, of the harmony there. And you mentioned another one, uh, the Christmas song. You know, we take it for granted, but man, those are not easy changes. And to see right. those move by, you know, delicately and with feeling and with verve, uh, there are definite treasures uh, in that song progression. Absolutely. You know, the, I'm also really interested in the artist, you know, re- returning to the jazz uh, fold for a moment, the, the artist who takes it upon themselves to to show another side, you know, um, and, and when you think, OK, well, oh, you're making a Christmas album. OK, I think I know what that's going to sound like. And then they, they come out and just totally surprise you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, one shining example of that is the late great pianist jerry allen um who whose christmas album uh is just incredible this album is called a child is born um after the thad jones tune and it 
you know, it, it features a lot of um, a lot of music that is it is more, uh, you know, it's more it takes seriously the the you know the Christian religious connotations of of Christmas. You know, we, we forget sometimes as a culture mm-hmm. that it's not about you know ultimately it's not always about Frosty and Rudolph and Santa, but you know, um, so Jerry. Uh, plays O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and she plays We Three Kings, and mm-hmm. uh, she plays Amazing Grace, you know? Um, yeah. And it, I mean, it's it's an incredible album. It's it's so uh, personal. Do you have an, any examples like that? I mean, uh, a sort of out-of-the-box contemporary effort um, that you admire, even if even if it's not on your uh, on your system? Well, I, I think a very good album, actually, um, that has just been released on the Mac Avenue label fits that description from saxophonist Kirk Whalem. Mm. Um, he and I have a mutual uh, good, good friend in his drummer, uh, Mr. Marcus Finney, an incredible uh, exponent of rhythm who actually appears on several songs uh, on this album. But as Kirk uh, navigates um, his fervent um, spiritual and religious convictions, with contemporary improvisational music. I think he finds a way to make it not only accessible to listeners who may not really care that much for jazz, along with folks like us who are real connoisseurs of the music and um, do understand, again, the meaning of the season. Um, I think there are a couple of key examples on this album. Uh, The album's called How Does Christmas Sound? And I want to point to uh, one track in particular, a reworking of Angels We Have Heard on High. Now, if you do the math, uh, we're talking about 15-8 here. How do we reimagine this classic (laughs) 4-4 song, you know, or even as a waltz, I've heard people do it that way a couple of times, but in 15, really? But it sounds like something that belongs right along, you know, a David Bowie cut, you know, on his last album or uh, the recent uh, Grammy nominee, Rachel Eckroth, her album. It's edgy, but it's accessible in this really crafty way. And I, I want to hear a little bit of that now, if we can. Again, this Please. is Kirk Whalem, Angels We Have Heard on High from the brand new release. It's called How Does Christmas Sound? How Does Christmas Sound, a track from Kirk Whalem's new Christmas album. And, I, you know, I would not have expected, if you said, who's going to reconfigure a, a Christmas standard in 158? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that Kirk is the person who would come to mind most readily. Man. You know, it's, he's, he's so, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, I'm not saying that with any kind of shade because right. I love Kirk Whalem. But, you know, he's, he is a, he is a, someone who I associate with such a, wonderfully direct melodic expression Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um he's not somebody who who tosses in complexities for complexity's sake exactly Um, and and so what's cool about that track that you picked is like it it feels good right it's like it's not about Mm -hmm. it's not about trying to be difficult right um it's just like it's just a a kind of a hip twist on a familiar Mm -hmm. tune exactly right um and a personal anecdote here 
Um, I did have the opportunity before I left Tennessee um, to play with Kirk Whalum one time, and his frontline partner was Branford Marsalis. We played a uh. concert um, for uh, a children's organization actually in Memphis, a few hours from Nashville, of course. But man, those two gentlemen, they let us have it. No holes barred, <laughs> full contact improvisation. And right away, the message was clear. We know the insides and outs of this music, yeah. but we all know how to distill it to where children can understand it, adults can understand it, you know, fans of this music can understand it, people are, who are curious about it, and we will use anything in our purview to get the job done. And that's what Kirk yeah. Whalen is, man. Go see him live, folks, if you haven't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's no, that's a, that's a fantastic, uh, exhortation. Um, and he's another one of those people who, uh, you know, I think his sort of gospel connections, mm -hmm. um, you know, th there is a, there is a, a, a sort of jazz artist who is predisposed to, you know, to think about what this holiday means, right? Yeah. There is a tradition of jazz artists who, who engage with, um, you know, with the birth of Christ as a, you know, a deeply meaningful moment. Um, mm -hmm. And then for me, there's no real disconnect between that earnest um, sort of religious impulse and this, this other side, which is the fact that so many secular uh, Christmas classics were composed by, you know, New York based Jewish composer songwriters mm -hmm. you know um sure. as is as is the bulk of the american songbook you know um and and there's something i love actually about that tiny little bit of um uh, like critical distance that that you get from someone like irving berlin you know um writing a song like white christmas this idea of like the yearning that you hear in a song like that um, you know, I'm certainly not the first to to note that that there is a connection to be made between that feeling, that sort of nostalgic yearning feeling, and the relationship that you know that a Jewish uh, American songwriter has uh, culturally to this holiday. You know, mm -hmm. this this sort of like um, belonging but not belonging. Um, a little bit of that ambivalence you know it's funny greg because because the ambivalence that you feel is it, it comes from a different place but i i hear that in some of my favorite christmas music too you know uh -huh. it's it's not it's it, there's a there's a dash of bitters in the holiday punch uh, <laughs> sure thing. and and, it, and it's cool it's like it's part of what makes it uh, uh so palatable to me right right now that makes perfect sense that makes perfect sense um, and it's something that uh, a lot of people really rally around, you know, regardless of, you know, your religious beliefs or non-beliefs, you know, these melodies are so encamped in our, in our history and in our um, collective vibe uh, that we can gather and rally around them. And that's what the best music does. What are your... Um, more modern uh, classics. I know you've got something that you brought in today, though, for us. Um, it's funny when we talk about that sort of um, the, the the critical engagement mm -hmm. <clears throat> with Christmas music that that um, that jazz musicians um, often will embrace. The, the sort of 
the shining example of this, right, would be when the John Coltrane Quartet plays My Favorite Things and turns yeah. it into this this incredible droning opus, you know, with those magical oscillations between the major and the minor. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's 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 pre classic quartet, right? This is this is uh, Coltrane's yeah. big hit, uh, mm-hmm. which he made when he was on Atlantic Records, but mm-hmm. you know you already hear the seeds of, of what is about to, you know, like burst into bloom with that band. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and we have to say too, right? Like, what is the thing that, he, that, that he does um, that gives you, you know, that little bit of um, bittersweetness, you know, because mm-hmm. the original tune, it's like cotton candy, right? It's like, it's very right. sweet. It's very right. sweet and, and can be almost cloyingly. So, mm-hmm. and when Coltrane, transforms this tune suddenly it's mysterious and even a little dark you know it's even beyond music though it's beyond music and he was one of a very few uh, at a certain time that really opened a lot of people to that concept you know let's get together in a way that we can transcend the tune that we can transcend the fact that we even listen to music right now you know that's not for the faint of heart and not something that many can really, really do and what makes him so special, I think, in that band, even it's only three fourths of the group, right. they get us to a place, you know, beyond where we're even knowing that it's my favorite things. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like that tune, like the Keith Jarrett track that we played at the top of the show, that tune did not appear on a Christmas album. <laughs> you know, right. it was not, it was not right. really intended as, as a Christmas yeah staple you know it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of been co-opted by the uh you know the, the jazz christmas industrial complex uh right. of which i suppose i am a card carrying member um <laughs> but christmas know, cooking with train no i don't hear that <laughs> yeah but but to get back to your question um the reason i, I mentioned that is because there's a, a a really hip new album uh called merry christmas from jose james and uh and this uh just came out uh it features, of course, the, the wonderful baritone, uh, you know, jazz soul vocalist Jose James, um, leading a band with uh, Aaron Parks on piano and Ben Williams on bass, uh, and a young drummer named Jaris Yokley, and uh, and they actually do a version of My Favorite Things with Marcus Strickland um, ah. standing in on soprano saxophone. So maybe that's what we should hear now. Just okay. a taste of that. The wildies that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite Jose James here on Jazz United. That is his take on my favorite things from uh, his recent holiday album, again featuring Marcus Strickland there on the saxophone work. Man, interesting that Jose would choose uh, that tune and, and a Christmas album in general. I just think of him as, you know, ultra hip, ultra contemporary all the time. But as you said, um, bringing back these, you know, changes in these old tunes gives us a chance to really appreciate. Um, modern artists, even in this uh, genre, um, playing these standard tunes and we can see what they really uh, can show and prove over them. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there, there's a connection that Jose has always had to 
um, someone like Joe Williams, you know, um, some of it has to do with the register of his voice. Um, but some of it is like attitudinal, you know, I, I think mm. of, I think of Jose and he is a, um, his phrasing is often very relaxed, you know, and conversational. Um, and, and that's something that I think, um, he learned from, from studying Joe Williams. Um, you know, he's got a lot of soul and R and B influences as well, but, you know, you, you listen to this album and he does, you know, tunes like I've got my love to keep me warm and have yourself a merry little Christmas. But, you know, he's also got Donny Hathaway's this Christmas in there, you know, which as we talk about repertoire, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, if a, if a, you know, post-war, uh, song has entered the pantheon i would say that it's you know this christmas yep. is one of them and then um it's a new standard you know mariah carey's uh all i want for christmas is you would be another one right um, i would agree <clears throat> but yeah this christmas is like one of those tunes that you know uh it it, it has joined the ranks of mm. the classic songbook fair it's it's fully canonical and Absolutely. jose does a great version of it mm-hmm. that's really cool man i'm Excited to dive in more to this album, man. Thanks for bringing that forward. Yeah, you know, um, it's just another, you know, it's another uh, little Yule log to toss onto the fire. Uh, <laughs> you know, Greg, I think you, you'll have to be. I might turn some... up that fire though on the Yule log. Yeah. So we'll... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's some Amazon packages coming to your house. Too, I'm going <laughs> to okay. start bombarding you with this stuff. <laughs> Come on with it. Come on with it. <laughs> um. You know, we should note that that uh, Jose does not have the only notable new uh, holiday release. We, we've, of course, also already mentioned um, Kirk Whalem mm-hmm. and Nora Jones put out her first Christmas album this year. And uh, we want to uh, do a little uh, friendly log rolling here for uh, Jazz Night in America, um, which, of course, is another production of WBGO Studios with NPR and Jazz at Lincoln Center um, this year. Uh, Jazz United's producer, Trevor Smith, is also producing the holiday episode of Jazz Night, which hey, will feature insights Trevor. and music from Jose James and Nora Jones and uh, the wonderful British singer-songwriter Jamie Cullum, uh, who, who also did a, a really cool Christmas album of original tunes and then uh, went back and also did some standards. I was, I was so pleased to contribute uh, a small part of that episode um, and, and talk with Nora Jones about uh, the tunes that she wrote for this album. Um, and Nora is one of those people who uh, I think appreciates the, um, the, the sort of sadder side of Christmas, you know, the, mm-hmm. the sort of downer Christmas tunes. Um, even, even as she sort of found herself seeking out the comfort of, of holiday songs, you know, in the depth of the pandemic last year, um, so yeah, uh, mark your calendars, folks. Uh, Trevor, wh- when is that episode going out? Uh, that'll be up on December 16th. All right. So nice. it's just around the corner. All right, Greg, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm teasing out a theory here. Um, did you ever have a, a traumatic bandstand experience involving christmas music was there Never. was there a moment when somebody like forced you to play like rudolph the red-nosed reindeer like and you're just like oh man 
Never, never. It, it's just all of it all at the same time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, we're locked into these tunes. You know, this is what the people want. So you can't really stray too far from that. But yeah. again, you know, thinking about Nora, as you just mentioned, you know, and Jamie Cullum too, you know, writing new songs, that's what it's going to take. We need yeah. some new energy, um, not to wipe out the old songs, but to keep this tradition going. And in a way that uh, maybe we can have some new uh, sonic delights for the right. holiday season. Your better half, the wonderful Dara Tucker, yeah. uh, is is a uh, she is a noted songwriter as well as a singer, and uh, maybe she needs to get to work on some of those new Christmas standards. She is chomping at the bit to do just that. Um, she just released a version of "Child Is Born" um, just a couple of weeks ago with Cyrus Chestnut, uh, Desiree oh. Douglas. And Jonathan Blake. Ah, man, I will send it to you. Um, But folks, definitely check that out. You know, Spotify, what have you. Um, Well, hold on. Hold on a minute. We we happen to be hosting a podcast at this very moment. This Um, is true. Maybe we can hear a taste of that because I have never heard this tune. And uh, and, I mean, talk about firepower. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, we know that uh, among her many other... uh, wonderful attributes dara knows how to keep good company so so uh, so let's let's hear a little bit um it's funny we mentioned a child is born earlier we did uh uh, yeah i I want to hear what she does with this tune okay now out of the night new as the dawn into Soft as a fawn This child is born A beautiful version of the classic Thad Jones composition A Child is Born Performed by friend of the show, Dara Tucker uh, And produced, I think, by my co-host, Greg Thank you for that Um, Thank you, man Thank you for letting uh, me share. Again, uh, I don't know how I didn't know about this. Uh, so you all are hearing it for the first time along with me here, um, right which is very cool. We, we need more where that comes from. Greg, I'm surprised that you allowed that to happen. No, no, uh, no, no. It's not like that. It's not like that. <laughs> I help things to happen. Yeah, I am. I am. I am uh, full of ideas, but I know how to uh, keep my place. And uh, let the artist uh, make the calls there. And there will be a Christmas album. Uh, Even Grinches soon. can get on board. I That's love it. That's right. That's right. Yes, indeed. Um, well, why don't, we, why don't we pivot now uh, mm-hmm. to a, a segment that we love. Uh, it's called This I Dig. That's right. In tribute to the wonderful tenor saxophonist Hank Mobley. Um, and uh, yeah, let's do a special uh, stocking stuffer edition. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, And I'll go first this time. Okay. Um, We've been talking about contemporary albums, uh, you know, that uh, lean into the the holiday vibe. And uh, there's a really cool new one um, that is just out. It's by uh, the brass ensemble known as the Westerlies. Um, Really wonderful uh, group of, of musicians. Um, 
if you do not know the Westerlies, this is a, a pretty good place to, uh, to enter their world. It's called Fireside Brass, a Westerlies holiday. And, uh, you know, the arrangements are all in-house. Um, and, you know, the, the tunes are all uh, sort of brass ensemble classics, you know, like um, O Holy Night and Carol of the Bells, um, O Tannenbaum. Uh, and so this one is a, a really beautiful, um, beautiful recording. I, I recommend it. I think it's a good addition to your holiday rotation. That's awesome, Nate. And I want to uh, send you kudos for the marvelous job and urge our fans and listeners to go to WBGO.org. Our holiday gift guide uh, was expertly explained and laid out by our editorial director, Nate Chenin. Um, man, there are so many things. You need a bigger stocking this year, folks, because there are so many amazing boxed sets. <laughs> you need probably, uh, uh, instead of stockings, a full, you know, long johns <laughs> assembly or something <laughs> hanging up to, to hold all of these things. I want to mention just a few. Um, the uh, liner notes for the Revolution book. That's a good one. We talked about that on an earlier episode uh, of our podcast. Uh, Shout out to Daphne, Daphne Brooks. Brooks. Yeah, this is one that you definitely want to spend some time with, and is a great gift. Also, um, Roy Brooks, this three LP set. Oh my God, one of my picks for uh, uh, top reissues of the year. Uh, yeah. Understanding is what it's called. It unearths a 1970 session recorded live at the uh, Left Bank Jazz Society, I believe. It includes uh, saxophonist Carlos Garnett in here, uh, the great Harold Mayburn, of course, Roy Brooks in there. That's one. Um, an earlier episode of Jazz United. We also talk about the great uh, complete uh, Lee Morgan at the Lighthouse. Uh, that's a great gift. Um, box set on vinyl or the CDs, however you slice it. Uh, it's a must have. I also want to add to this something a little bit outside of the canon. Um, Will Smith uh, has a great new memoir simply titled Will. Um, it's an easy read, and I don't mean that in the uh, pejorative sense, but something that you won't want to put down once you start. Uh, of course, there's a you know documentary on uh, Apple TV about it uh, with uh, Will and Oprah sitting down to discuss uh, many facets of, of his life, but you really need to hear it from Will. And if you prefer audiobooks, if you're on a long trip or on the holiday season, going wherever, put this on. Um, it's a really, really wonderful addition to uh, Will's uh, discography and, and his, his life accomplishments. Check this out. Yeah, you know, you mentioned this um, when, when the when the book came out. You and Dara went and and checked out Mr. Smith uh, mm -hmm. for his release show, and it, it occurs to me that this is one instance where the audiobook may actually have the edge over the, the printed page because you get to hear his voice, you know? Mm -hmm. And I yeah. feel like if I, re if I read Will Smith's memoir, I'm going to be hearing his voice in my head anyway. So, <laughs> you know, um, you might as well go all the way. But that's, yeah, that's a cool recommendation and uh, something that I, I plan to check out soon. And thank mm -hmm. you for the, uh, the kudos on the gift guide. It is always a labor of love. Um, and... Uh, you know, no accident that so much of what's in there is stuff we've talked about on this show, you know, whether it's John Coltrane, Lee Morgan, Daphne mm -hmm. Brooks. Um, and, uh, you know, I also just want to end, I guess, here by uh, joining the, the chorus of congratulations for uh, John Batiste, 
mm. uh, who we talked about uh, in reference to the Pixar film Soul. Um, as you may recall, Greg and I uh, didn't feel so great about the movie, but we we really loved the music. And yeah. uh, and John is nominated 11 times <laughs> in something like five or six different categories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we are we are, I think, united here in our uh enthusiasm for everything that John Batiste touches. Um, we're very happy for him. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, uh, John, uh, Stephen Colbert used to talk about the Colbert bump. Uh, who's to say <laughs> yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, our soul episode and the little bit of, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, endorsement we gave to John's handling of the music. Maybe that helped, uh, with his, uh, Grammy nominations. Perhaps. Uh, it's the Jazz United bump. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we can be delusional here. It's our own show. Oh, my goodness. That's right. That's right. Folks, though, we want to send gratitude to each and every one of you who've shared this show, uh, who've commented about it, whether you've loved it or hated it. Um, you've been really enthusiastic this year. Um, we just want to let you know if you want to find us. Uh, we're on Twitter. It's at uh, Nate Chinin. Um, and then I'm gb underscore watchman over there on twitter uh, we're on instagram as well let us know what you think about jazz united uh, we always love hearing from you um it's always a pleasure this is a labor of love and while you're in that gift giving spirit yes i'm talking about money right now folks we are a member supported station stuff like this that we do for you it's made possible by you there's no us without you plain and simple go to wbgo.org support Tell them that Nate and Greg sent you over there. That would make our hearts glad and uh, give whatever you can. We know that uh, times have been tough. And as we pull ourselves out of this pandemic slowly, uh, just keep us in mind, if you will. Again, WBGO.org slash support. Thank you, Greg. And uh, and hey, man, Merry Christmas. You too, Nate. Happy and, Christmas uh, to you and the, the whole Chinin fam. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna have to get together for some, uh, you know, some little uh, uh, holiday spirit. Uh, I will I will play non Christmas music if my family will let me uh, <laughs> when when we get together. Uh, and oh, and uh, the two of us uh, and Trevor, you know, we all just want to wish everyone uh, happy holidays, however you celebrate. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you for for joining us, being a part of this family, and uh, and. Please uh, hang tight and we'll see you next time. This has been a WBGO Studios production. To learn more about WBGO Studios' award-winning podcasts, special concerts, live streams, and more, visit wbgo.org studios.